0: Love Talk Radio. To all the people everyone. in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Live Here's live some pain live medicine. Live. Let's go!
1: And this is Ariel calling live from Hollywood in Los Angeles, California. If you'd like to call in, the telephone number is 805-292-0338. Again, it's 805-292-0338. Now, this week, I'm going to be talking about miracles. And miracles have... Did in my life the Lord has come in such miraculous ways and it's just a show to encourage you that God is still the God of miracles and he will do a miracle in your life so with that i just like to start off with prayer Heavenly Father we just come before you this is your show in my Father's house and as I come before you Father I ask that you just Give me the words to say, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. And Father, thank you for everyone listening, that you have drawn them to this show for such a time as this, and also any callers that call in, Father, it is by your divine appointment. So Father, we just thank you, and we thank you, Lord, that you are the Redeemer of our soul, you're the lover of our soul, you are the master. And we just ask for the Holy Spirit to have his way through this show. And we just say that in Jesus' mighty name. All right, everyone, talking about miracles. First of all, we have to define what is a miracle. Now, a miracle, if you're going by as far as like um, when you're dealing with like uh, Wikipedia or Webster's Dictionary, it talks about a deed an un unexpected event attributed to divine intervention. Um, a miracle sometimes can be thought of as a perceptible interruption of the laws of nature. Now miracles have been throughout the Bible. I mean, there are many, many scriptures talking about miracles, um, as far as in Jesus, his birth was a miracle. He was born of a virgin. He miraculously walked on water. He fed 5,000 people with a few loaves of bread and several fish. He calmed the storm. He also cursed the fig tree that dried up. So miracles happen all the time. It happens because it is something that is going on, and God says, you know what, I'm going to change the situation. In my life, I want to just talk about one of the miracles that I'm thinking of in particular. Um, I did write a book a few years ago called Be Made Whole. And if you see on this show page, you'll see the um, little spot for that. You can get it off of Amazon. But when when the Lord was asking me to write this book, I didn't understand why I kept saying I wasn't a writer, and how many of you know that when the Lord tells you to do something, you totally feel not equipped to do it, but he kept impressing upon me to write the book, and I remember one time when I did start to obey him and started writing the book, and I was like, why, what, what, what's the whole point, and I remember he had me look over to the side, but over to the side was the Bible, and it was the New Testament. And he said, look, what does it say? I said, New Testament. He said, I come in on the testimonies of my people.
0: Wow. That did it for me. I
1: realized it's not just so much about what has happened to me, but what the Lord wants to do with that testimony for others. See, we are people that are here on this earth and we're free moral agents, but when we have surrendered our lives to him and when we've actually just cried out to him, he'll manifest himself, he'll show himself, and there's miracles that happen. And to encourage others that miracles can happen to them. I remember one of the miracles I was thinking about as I was getting prepared for the show was when I was um I had a studio uh exercise studio dance studio in Virginia, and I remember we were going to get we being my partner and I going to get um uh, money from the s b a and make long story short, what happened is we needed around sixty five thousand dollars to open up this studio well. We went down to the SBA office and they told us that we have to get at least $20,000 and we were thinking, well, why are we asking for a loan if we got to get $20,000? Well, we started thinking and I remember one of the people, because we had started the business in another place, and they said, why don't you ask people for the money? So we thought, well, if we ask 20 people for $1,000, we can get that. So my partner and I, um, we just called family and friends and um, a lot of people said, oh, we'll help you out, we'll help you out, and then when it came down and we had to have the money, <coughs> we had um, went and I remember going to uh, one of the ladies that where I was working at, she had said to come by and talk to her husband. And we brought our business plan over and we talked and. Her husband said, you know, let me look this over and I'll get back to you. And again, we we're only asking for a thousand dollars. Well, we were we were now getting the funds from everybody and on the day before the SB knew we had to have the the twenty thousand, we were fifteen thousand dollars short. We knew that this was something that God was giving us. We knew it. We can't tell you, but we just knew it. And I remember my partner had called that night, and she said, you know what, Kathy, it's over. And I remember remember feeling just as low as she did, but I sensed that somehow it wasn't the end. And I just said, I don't know. I don't think it's over. I can't explain it, but I believe something will happen. Well, just then, my call waiting started to come through. And I said, well, hold on. I'm going to go to the other line." So when I went to the other line, the gentleman that we had met with um, who had said, okay, well, I'll look at it and, you know, think about giving you a $1,000. Well, he was calling, and I was about to say, you know, I, I didn't say it, but I was thinking, well, uh, he's calling a little bit too late. But I held my tongue because he said, you know what, I took this business plan back to my partner. And I don't know if you're thinking about this of future rights, but we're thinking about giving you $15,000 right now so that we can secure the rights for the business in the future if we want a franchise. I remember my hands shaking, and I was so excited, and I switched over. And I said, Oh my God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, and we got the money. And I remember my partner said, Wow. So I remember that miracle. It was a miracle of finances. And God is a God that can come through on finances. He's doing that even now. Miracles. When we think of miracles as far as in your life, you have to look and say, you know, when I was going down that highway, and I just came back
0: home to being hit by another car. That's a miracle.
1: When you sat there and prayed for a loved one and you find out that during that time when you prayed that loved one got better, that's a miracle. It's a supernatural intervention into our world. Another Miracle story I'd like to tell you about. This time it involves angels. Now, angels are God's agents. You know, in the Bible it shows of angels being in Sodom and Gomorrah um, and the angels coming down to destroy the city. You also have angels that are ascending and descending. And then you have angels that have come, as it, as it says in the Bible, they're ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. And angels are around us all the time. I tell people, think it not strange that I'm in this city of angels. That's what Los Angeles means. And miraculously, I have gotten angel feathers. Yeah.
0: Supernatural feathers that have
1: appeared. Why would God do something like that? he let me know he's here, that he's got me covered, that he's providing for me, that when things look so dark and I don't understand what's going on, he's got me. One time in particular I think about when an angelic, well, just hear the story and you tell me what you think. This time was when my youngest son, he was around 10 at the time, he was visiting his dad. And I remember his dad calling me and saying, Kathy, Ariel,
0: Robert, our
1: son, is in the hospital. And I remember going, oh my God, oh my God. Now I was at a job at the time, And I asked them and told them, well, really, I told them what was going on, and they released me. And I remember going up the highway so, so fast and driving pretty erratically because I I was just frantic. And I was praying and I was crying and I was crying and I was crying. And I'm saying, God, don't let my son die because he was at Children's Hospital. Now, Children's Hospital in Washington, DC, I lived in Virginia at the time, is where they take extreme cases, severe cases of children. And we did not live anywhere um near the city of Washington DC. So I knew that he had to have gotten there by helicopter or ambulance. So as I'm driving the car very, very fast uh come into the city and all of a sudden, I hear a police siren. So the siren is going and going. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I said, well, I pulled over, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tell the police officer. My son's in the hospital. He'll just have to understand. He can give me a ticket. So I remember pulling over, and it was a tall black man, a police officer. And he came to the window, and I rolled down the window, and I was about to speak. And before I could speak, he just looked at me
0: and said, calm down, sit back, he'll be all right. And I just looked. I didn't tell him my son's an huh And he said again, calm down, sit back, he'll be all right. So I sat back and
1: he just kept thinking I didn't see anything to him. And I looked out the window, and I'm like, he looks real. Yeah, he's real. He had his hands folded, and he was just leaning on the car. So about a few minutes later, he leaned in, and he looked at me, and he said, are you all right? And I just kind of shook my head. Now, I have to tell you that I had already mapped out in my... Um, mine, how I was going to get to the hospital, I was going to go down 14th Street, go up to Florida, make, make a right, all these different things. So before he left, he said, now go down here, make a left, and I interrupted him and said, well, I'm going to go down this street, da-da-da-da. He stopped. He waited till I finished, and then he repeated again what he was about to say. He said, go down here, take this street, take that street. And then he looked at me and he said, he'll be all right. So he went out to the middle of the street, he stopped the traffic, motioned me on, and as I was going up the street,
0: I looked back and I didn't see him.
1: Well, when I got to the hospital, I saw my son in a CAT scan But by that time, I already knew he was going to be all right. He had a very severe case of mononucleosis. I knew that God had put that angel in my path to calm me down because I probably was going to be in an accident.
0: And he was intervening. God is so
1: good. He's just so good. You know, I can remember these stories like they were yesterday. And that's another thing about when the Lord told me about the New Testament, the Old Testament. I just got clarity that the writers of the Bible was able to write the Bible because they had experienced God. And when God intervenes in your life, when God comes in and does something, You can remember exactly where you were, what was going on, what was happening. I liken that to whenever we have a major tragedy that shocks our system, like 9-11 or either like when President Kennedy was assassinated. People can remember exactly where they were, what they were doing, sometimes what they were wearing. That's how I was able to write the book. He said, just write down the things where I intervened. So as I wrote down the different things where God intervened, I just did it chronologically. And it was just amazing, all the different miracles God has done in my life. Now, let me just see. We have... Um, No callers right now But I realize that as God said Do not despise small beginnings I will be praying for Whoever is going to listen to this now Or even in the future Because God knows exactly Who needs to hear what I'm saying And it's not so much about me It's about what the Lord wants to do in your life Another miracle I'd like to tell you about this one is a one as far as healing,
0: miraculous healing. This
1: time I was um, in Virginia, and I had just came back from um, Arlington Cemetery, and I had came down, the, walked down the steps to the restroom, and I had missed the step because my tendon or ligament snapped away from the bone. I actually had it just come apart, and I literally, you know, fell down. Well, as they um, got me down from there, and I went to the doctors, Um, I remember sitting in the room, and the doctors examining my knee, and he's saying, you're going to need surgery to reattach it. And at this time, I didn't have any insurance, and I remember just shaking, like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to support my kids? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Not realizing that God had already made a way because I had received a position where I could work at home and make money a few days before this happened. But God had already provided me to make money while I was gonna be re- um healing and waiting for my total healing. So I remember just shaking really bad in the in the doctor's um office in the in the actual examination room and while he was out. And I remember just going, Lord, Lord, just hold my hand, Lord hold me, hold me. Was you're you're the great physician. Please heal my knee. I'm believing you. You, you. There's no way I can do this. There's no way I don't have the funds, but you can do it. You can do it, Lord. And I remember I just got a sense of peace. So the doctor came back in and he said he was going to see me um, uh, different times and then eventually we'll, we'll schedule surgery. So I kind of just put off the surgery. And I remember coming out of there in a leg cast totally... Combined and I just would tell everyone, you're going to see a miracle. God's going to heal me. And I know a lot of people just looked and said, Yeah, right, Kathy. Yeah, uh huh. And um, but I just kept declaring, No, you're going to see a miracle. You're going to see a miracle. Matter of fact, one of the companies that I contracted with because I did um, a lot of oh, I would take people around and they would go on their vacation and I would talk to them about the various things in the area and I was like a business manager for a tour company and here I was, I had clients I had to um, get to and so I had called the company and told them what was happening and they needed my services so bad, they said, well look, you can just get, Where you got to get and talk and do this we will give you someone to be your legs. and So that was just another way of providing for me. But I remember a few weeks later, I had gone to church. I told everyone I'm going to get my healing. I was praising the Lord. I was believing. And this was the day before I was supposed to go back for my examination. And in the middle of the night, my leg started to move all by itself. And I remember just waking up and looking at my leg as something or someone, (laughs) the Lord, was reattaching the ligament tendon to my kneecap. I remember just crying under the presence of the Lord. so good.
0: Thank you, Lord. I don't know Mm who is listening, but I want to say taste and see the Lord is good.
1: I just come before you. I know you want to heal. I know you want to deliver. I know you want to set free. Some of the listeners. Father, reach in and heal their heart. Heal that broken heart. Father, some here need to have healing. We ask that we heal them. Father, some of them may need a financial miracle. these few minutes left I want to say a prayer over everyone listening I want to give a blessing to you may God bless you and keep you may God make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you May God lift up his face
0: unto you and give you peace. Shalom, everyone. God bless you. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go!
1: at the house, own your job, be encouraged.